So hi, I'm Erin Hannes, Curator of Academic Engagement at Sheldon. For this February 1st Friday, we're inviting you to create a watercolor painting inspired by Alma Thomas's Winter Pool. Thomas's painting is featured in the latest iteration of Sheldon Treasures, which recently opened along with six other new exhibitions comprised of works from the museum's collection of nearly 13,000 objects. And in this short video, I'll tell you a little about Alma Thomas and her painting Winter Pool. Then Byron Anway, an artist, musician, and assistant professor of practice at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln will demonstrate how to paint with watercolor. So Alma Thomas, who you see here, migrated with her family from Columbus, Georgia to Washington, DC in 1907. In 1924, she was Howard University's first fine arts graduate, and she earned a master's degree in art education at Columbia University in the early 1930s. She taught art at Shaw Junior High School in Washington, DC for 35 years, and then upon retiring, began making art full-time. She soon received acclaim for her instinctive ability to fuse evocative abstraction with keen observation of the natural world. And at age 81, Thomas became the first Black woman to have a solo exhibition at the Whitney Museum of American Art. We look more closely at Winterpool. We can see how Thomas, inspired by the gardens around her home or Washington, D.C.'s public parks, not only arranged dabs of color in irregular patterns, but also exploited the white of the paper support to convey the shimmering interplay of light reflected on a body of water. I'll show you a few more details here. And so with that, Byron, I will turn it over to you. Um, could you tell us a bit more about painting with watercolor? and how to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got uh, a few different sort of like tips or things I've learned along the way about paint, about brushes, about paper, about setting up your pictures, and then finally working with the materials. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is a little tricky. I want to talk about paint. Um, if anyone's ever been to an art store and uh, seen the names of paints, uh, you'll see that, um, that there's, first of all, there's a lot of options. And second of all, the names of the paints are things like quinacridone or alizarin or cobalt. So they're named after the pigment rather than the color. And so it can be really difficult to know uh, what kind of paints to buy. So I wanted to touch about that just briefly. The first thing I wanted to mention was that there's kind of warm and cool versions of all of the primary and secondary colors. If you look over here with my reds, uh, up here towards the orange, uh, the reason I've located this paint here is because it's closer to orange than it is to purple. So we have warm paints, so warm paints over here. And then as we work our way down, the reds uh, get closer to purple. Uh, and so that's going to be true for primary and secondary colors. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to point out is you don't need every color, but um, it's a great idea to have a warm and a cool version of all the different paints that you want to use. And we'll talk about that when we look at Alma Thomas's painting here in a minute. Second thing I wanted to say about paints 
uh, was that um, usually there's two different kinds you can buy. There's like student grade and professional grade or artist grade. And uh, the big difference is pigment, how much of the color is actually in the tube versus do they put other stuff in like marble dust or other kinds of fillers, basically to bring the price down. And so for me, uh, I've got quite a few paints on my tray where these are the original tubes that I purchased in 2001 when I took my first watercolor class. It really lasts a long time. So I'd encourage you to buy a professional or artist grade paint. Uh, the second thing I wanted to talk about was brushes. Uh, I've got all kinds of brushes. Uh, and uh, some of these brushes I've had still since that first watercolor class that I took. Uh, some of them are brand new. Um, but when I'm working in watercolor, there's, there's kind of two major shapes that I like to use. I either like to use a flat or a square brush, which you can actually do some surprisingly precise work. But the, the bulk of what I do, uh, I do with a round brush. Uh, these two brushes right here, um, they hold a lot of paint. You can cover a lot of area, but you can also see that it, it comes down to a pretty fine point. Um, and this allows a, a real wide variety of marks. And then finally, these are Russian Kalinsky Sable uh, brushes. These are the, uh, I don't know, if Lexus was old, I don't know. So anyway, the, uh, what's nice about these Kalinsky Sable brushes is they allow for a really fine mark, but they also hold a lot of material. So uh, when you're looking at brushes, there's basically two kinds. Uh, the first is a synthetic brush made out of plastic. And uh, what's nice about these brushes is they hold their shape after you make your mark. The other option is a brush like this, which is a natural fiber. And these hold a lot of material, but they don't hold their shape. So you have to keep reshaping them. And that's what makes these fancy Kalinsky sable brushes so nice is that they do both. They retain their shape and they hold a lot of material. Um, so I wanted to quick talk about brushes. And finally, what we have here is paper. Um, this is the paper that I have all of my students buy in our foundations color theory class. Uh, it's made by the Italian maker Fabriano. It's reasonably priced and I've been using their products for a really long time. And I think it fits into that best bang for your buck category if you're looking to purchase some paper. Uh, this paper is about half the size of the Alma Thomas painting that we're gonna be looking at. So this is 11 by 14. Alma Thomas's painting was 22 by 30. So just about exactly half. Uh, what I'm recommending for doing your drawings is a watercolor pencil. Any colored pencil will do, but the watercolor pencil is water soluble. So as you paint, the drawing disappears and it gets a really nice effect. Uh, I want to sort of warn against the idea of using a graphite pencil to draw your watercolors. It tends to look kind of greasy and over time, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Anyway, I would, I would discourage it. Uh, another possibility for drawing is simply to draw with a brush using a very light wash of uh, some very light color. And you can really map out a picture and I'll be showing what that looks like here in a minute. So here I've got this watercolor pencil. I've put this sort of like this form. I had this idea uh, with Thomas's picture being a water pool, I had this idea of sort of like a drape in the wind or uh, something on a line or a curtain in a window. And then I have this uh, circular form. I 
increasing out. And then I'm gonna work a little bit in the structures of the corners. So my sort of like, uh, so for drawing, uh, one of the best things you can do is keep the marks light because it's a painting and, and you kind of want them to disappear into the background, uh, to draw lightly, uh, to organize your picture and then try and, uh, you know, getting a watercolor pencil really makes a big difference because it does sort of disappear into the picture, it dissolves. So for uh, starting out in watercolor, one of the things I like to do is uh, start with a big brush uh, and really light paint. So uh, one of the things I like to do is load my brush up with nice clean water and then use a paper towel to just absorb a little bit of that extra water. So the brush is wet, but it's not just like dripping. Uh, I like to start with uh, really light colors in the beginning. Um, I'm gonna start with this uh, cobalt blue. I've got this nice big square brush. I've loaded it with water and uh, taken off just a little bit of the extra paint. And uh, I'm gonna go right to my palette. I've got warm and cool versions of primary and secondary colors, as well as earth colors. Uh, today, I'm gonna be using uh, this cobalt blue first. Making a nice little pool. and working my way through this sort of background spiral. One of my favorite uh, sort of like watercolor tricks is to put down paint that has a wet edge on both sides, clean out my brush and then put down clean water on one side to create a gradient. So the, the edge of the paint uh, that's along my drawn mark is nice and sharp. And then I simply pull this wet brush along that interior edge to create a soft transition between the foreground and the background. Uh, here, I'm gonna go in with this medium-sized round brush, load it up with some blue, and then I'm gonna apply that blue along that sharp edge that I've left. I love this transition between high and low intensity. I could even go in with a little bit more clean water along that interior edge and soften that second addition of paint. So here we're moving from this sharp edge on the outside and high saturation, a little bit darker paint and moving towards the center with a little bit softer transition. This cobalt blue that I was using, uh, I think of it as closer to purple. I think about it as a little bit more of a, a, a cool blue at the same time, right next to it, I have another blue called Cerulean, which has a little bit more of a green cast. And I'm gonna try and show you the difference 
between those two now. So once again, I'm going to load up my brush. Actually, if I was smart, I'd loan from this, uh, load from this clean cup. So here I'm going to brush across my pile of cerulean blue, create a little bit of saturation, uh, add a little bit more water, just to fabricate a little more paint. And I'm going to pull that cerulean blue around this circle, just like I did the cobalt. And before it dries, wash out my brush, load it with clean water, and bring it across the inside. Trying to create a nice soft transition in between the uh, between the white of the paper and the paint that I've put down. I may even try that same trick, get this nice circle brush, load it up with cerulean, and resaturate that hard edge on the outside. So this is one of my number one sort of like technical tricks that I love doing is to put down paint that has a hard edge on both sides of the mark and soften one of them just to create a gradual transition either towards another color or towards the white of the paper. Um, yeah, so when I was looking at the Alma Thomas uh, watercolor, uh, another thing that I saw was that she does this beautiful job of having uh, some soft edges and some hard edges, uh, places where the water transitions. There's all these wonderful textures around uh, the outside of that central black form. I think I'm gonna take a moment and try and show you how to make some of those. So um, once again, we're gonna keep going on this theme of warm and cool colors. If we look at uh, the top of the Alma Thomas picture, uh, we'll see in the top left, there's a really cool red and that the two red forms at the bottom left and bottom right are much, much warmer. So I've washed out my brush, loaded it from a second cup with clean water. And uh, we're just gonna try one of, these, uh, one of these cooler reds. So this is some kind of crimson type color. It looks a little bit like raspberry or red wine or something like that. And this paint seems pretty saturated. So I'm gonna try and add a little bit more water and just make sure it's not too intense. And uh, I'm gonna try and find a dry shape here. It looks pretty dry. I'm gonna wash out the brush and then do that same trick where we soften the paint and work it from one side towards the other. Um, your brush can do like a wonderful job of moving paint. Uh, the paint kind of wants to go from high saturation to low saturation and your brush works the same. So here, as I pull all the water out of my brush, now the brush is gonna work like a vacuum cleaner and it's gonna suck up all that extra water, and I can pull that paint right out. Just like that. So that uh, up here along the edge, 
I could even reintroduce some of this red. The brush has a lot of paint, so I can use it to add paint. I can also wash out that brush, take the water out, and it'll operate like a vacuum cleaner, pulling pigment off the paper and uh, lightening that value. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I noticed in the Alma Thomas picture was that I, I think that probably the yellow and the blue were put in first. And I would say most likely that black came in last. Uh, one of the tips I have for you is that if you want that black to sort of merge into some of the blue areas, then those areas you could start painting right away. But if you want the black edges to stay sharp and to stay separate, you'd want to let this paper totally dry before uh, going into it with those dark colors. And that'll keep those sections separate, keep them from bleeding together and get much more of a sharp or a crisp edge. We can see in uh, Thomas's picture that she really does a great job of doing both. Erin. Yes. I'm happy to keep painting, but that's uh, that's sort of the, the list of, of uh, materials and techniques I was going to go over. That's great. Um, thank you so much. I think watercolor painting is something that maybe a lot of people sort of do when you're younger, but never quite know the official technique or tips and um, information about different colors and, and brushes and paper. So you thank know, you. I started watercoloring because I took a job teaching overseas and I I, was, I knew that I could take all my brushes and all my paper in a backpack. I'd have like a water bottle and a brush stuck in it, you know, and then I would go and paint uh, as I traveled around Europe or North Africa when I was teaching at the K-12 level. And um, so it allowed me to have a whole portfolio that was really transportable. But um, I would also, some of my like absolute like favorite formative art memories were just like sitting somewhere and making a painting uh, and watercolor really affords you that. Um, you know, many of the paints that I have on my palette are still the same ones I had that I bought when I was in college. Um, you can put your paints uh, just like on the lid of a bucket or something, uh, put it down out of the tube, it'll dry and you can take it with you anywhere you go. It's really, it's really a nice material. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, happy painting, everyone.